2: Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan and this is Come Through Queen.
0: When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. Hello. Hey
2: Brendan. What is up? So the plan has been executed. The voting plan is complete. Mm -hmm. I rocked the early vote.
1: Same. I voted by mail. Um, Kind of regret not going early in person, but... Lines in Manhattan have been crazy. So I'm actually glad I voted by mail.
2: Yeah. So I was worried because we tried to do the early, like day one, like everyone else, which is like great, rah, rah, rah. But the lines were crazy, and I and Alex and I were like, well, there's gonna be like five or six more days of early voting plus day of. And like the thing mm-hmm. with the early voting is it's not like every poll location is open. We had to go somewhere else rather than our usual location. Right. So we were like, we'll figure this out. So driving home from work one night, I was like, let me drive past the early, poll, uh, the early voting location and like see what the search is. Mm-hmm. There was not a person. So I like, got home. I was like, Alex, get in the car. We're voting.
1: <laughs> wow. Get in, loser. We're going voting.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, so the place that – if I were to go in person and early vote, the place I would have gone would be where Willie Geist was yesterday. And Willie Geist waited five hours.
2: Oh, my God. Crazy. I I know. It's crazy. Hopefully, Um, like, this is helping. But it's probably, like, just going to be like this all through Election Day.
1: Yeah. Anyways, vote if you haven't already. Um, Totally separate news. So I was listening to – Radio Andy, Andy Cohen's radio serious thing today. Yeah. And he was talking on Radio Andy about how he's gotten hot sheets from Roni that made him, like, that, like, really shocked and excited him, apparently. And apparently the addition of Ebony has some of the women, like, reckoning with, like, their past behavior or their current behavior, according to Andy Cohen himself. He didn't give more details beyond that, but
2: that's okay. that. So some of the women, there's Leah, Ramona, Sonia, and Luann. Like, who is reckoning?
1: I mean, I think everyone's early guess is Ramona, but the more I think about it, I could think it could be Sonia and Luann.
2: Yeah, I went to Lou first in my mind. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like she has changed the most from when we first met, Lou.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, like it's hard to say because he barely gave any details. Yeah. But it's just, I, does he give all these tidbits? I recently subscribed to Radio Andy, so I wonder if he often gives gives little tidbits like this.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll have to keep your ear on Sirius for us.
1: I'm paying eight ninety nine a week for his show, but mostly for Michelle Collins. $8.99. I, I a mean, week. a month, a month, a month.
2: Oh, my. I was going to faint. A month. Faint. <laughs> a month. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Okay. Why don't, well, since we're on the topic of Roni, why don't we hop into something we discussed last week, but our audio for this conversation didn't work out. So, like, it's even better that we're discussing it in more detail this week. Heather Mama Thompson.
1: Yeah, so we last week had talked about how Heather had been seen filming with Ramona and Luann at lunch in New York City, but then someone on Twitter posted that he had seen Roni filming in the Hamptons and that Heather Holla Thompson, our mama, was present.
2: Yeah, and the interesting part was that he took a picture that had everyone in the picture other than mama.
1: Right, but then he later posted a video on his story, because I went and looked, and it was like, of the car of women departing, and the light was on in the car, and mama was definitely in the car.
2: Okay, so, friend to the show, Evan Ruskatz, did tweet after this all went down, saying that Heather's not full-time.
1: Okay, but like we need another full-timer.
2: I know. How are we going to do a show again with so few people?
1: I don't know. I mean, like, if Heather Halla goes on the trip, that's good. Yeah. Because, like, I think that's where we were lacking last season is once Tinsley left. It's like there were, like, two people on the trip. So they couldn't even interact with each other.
2: Yeah. And, like, I tweeted about this while this was all going down the return of Mama brings us up to the Berkshires again.
1: I know we're going to stay in the garage.
2: In the garage. Exactly. Potentially, Yeah. So I think the other thing that we kind of discussed that I've been like stewing in is, in a lot of these franchises, I do want new blood. I want to shake things up. I want to like get a new face for each city. Mm-hmm. But in like the time of covid I don't think that makes a ton of sense. What makes more sense is bringing back, like, the old cast members.
1: I know. If only Kristen Takeman still lived in New York City.
2: I know. She would be perfect. Because, um, like, it makes sense for you to be checking in and spending some time with people that you already have relationships with rather than being like, hi, I'm Ebony. Um, We have to, like... be very we have to like quarantine and like be careful and yeah i have to put all my
1: trust in these brand new strangers who i've seen be awful on television
2: exactly um so yeah so that whether she's a friend or a full-time we will be interested to see mama especially after the way she talked about the show on her podcast
1: and like it would be different if she had a podcast for years and years and years. And she talked about this like a year ago. She talked about this a week ago.
2: I know like five minutes ago. Like (laughs) two weeks
1: ago. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, okay. Why don't we then get into casting news over in Beverly Hills?
1: What a thrill.
2: So this has been stewing for weeks and it's been so strange. Like Tori spelling keeps saying that she's joining, even though she's not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, There's been so much about Kathy, but every year feels like there's something about Kathy, right?
1: Yeah, but it felt like more this year, if you know what I mean.
2: Okay, so eventually, Bravo posted on Instagram a photo of Kathy and Kyle and wrote, She's not just a friend of, she's family. Please (laughs) welcome Kathy Hilton to RHOBH, link in bio for more Diamond Emoji.
1: Have they ever in their lives announced a friend of?
2: I know. <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> um, What do you think of Kathy friend of?
1: So I have some thoughts. I think it could go one of two ways. She like w- either protects Kyle or mm. we see them get into it. Yeah which could be interesting because we know that there's been issues between the two of them. I mean, all the Richard sisters for years and years and years. The other interesting part about Kathy is that she's apparently good friends with the other new announcements that they made this week.
2: Okay. Um, So the other new announcement, Bravo also posted this on their Instagram. They wrote the future of RHOBH is looking crystal clear. Head to the link in our bio to learn more about Crystal Kung Minkoff, Beverly Hills' first Asian-American housewife joining for season 11.
1: So this woman is, appears to be Rich Rich. Her husband produced The Lion King. I think he was like the director. The, the director of The Lion King. He like did Stuart Little one and two. I only saw the first one, but I'm wow. sure both were great. Love Gina Davis. He's done a lot. So it's interesting to get for the first time like, a real, real Hollywood player in the mix.
2: Uh, what's also interesting is she and her husband have a twenty-three year age difference. Mm-hmm. So she and Erica will have some something in common there.
1: Yeah, I mean, she is our contemporary. I think yeah. she falls between the two of us. How old are you? I'm thirty three.
2: Oh my God. You're such a baby. Yeah. She's she's,
1: 35. She's
2: exactly between us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about her than I am about Kathy, which I think makes sense with Kathy being a friend of what I want from Kathy. It's like, finally get to the bottom of Rick versus Mauricio.
1: I do too, but I don't think we'll get that necessarily unless it's like a season one limo finale moment. Will will we see Rick? Uh, I don't know. I also, there's a part of this that, Kathy's just doing this for like image rehab, right? After, uh, she was received really poorly after the Paris Hilton documentary. Yes. I I feel like in public.
2: Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. So maybe she's
1: just trying to fix that and her sister Kyle is trying to help her.
2: I mean, the other thing is like, the rules of friend of are not crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you have a friend of that feels like they are a cast member, and sometimes you have a friend of that you forget is even on the show.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, like, is she going to be a Marlowe, or is she going to be... I can't think of an example of someone who feels like Jennifer- they're not on the show.
2: Jennifer Gilbert.
1: Oh, Jennifer Gilbert. <laughs> the one who got away. <laughs> yeah, your favorite.
2: Okay. Um... Since we are looking to the future a little bit, why don't we look to the future of of just a few weeks from now, which is Salt Lake City. We got taglines two
1: weeks early. Oh, my God. Should we play a little game of Care or Don't Care? Our favorite?
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's let's play. Okay. So I'm going to read them in uh, order in which they appear. Okay. Okay? So the first one is Genshaw. In this town, I'm Queen B and MVP.
1: Don't care. It's very Kyle Richards.
2: Yeah. I, I i am upset by this because she was one of the two that I was standing early. Mm-hmm. My only hope is that like this means something that we don't know yet. Much like Bronwyn's tagline this season. Right. Like uh, maybe in context, I will like this and care. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Okay, next is Lisa Barlow, who I have to admit, like Lisa Barlow and Meredith Marks, I cannot tell the difference between the two of them yet.
1: I know, they like, I can't place what they remind me of, but it's like something, maybe they remind me of like soap actresses or something like that, but they are very similar looking.
2: Yeah, so Lisa Barlow, when you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover.
1: I care. That's a great one.
2: I care so much. Like, this is one, like, the first one that's like, oh, my God. Did, like, you guys hire writers to do this?
1: Right. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Care, 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 care. Care, care, care. Next, Whitney Rose. This Rose isn't scared to handle a little prick.
1: Okay. I am just now realizing her last name is Rose. (laughs) Because, like... (laughs) With, with just, like, in the intro that I watched with just Whitney, I was like, oh, okay, she's calling herself a rose. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow. 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 Well, your
2: <laughs> mind is not powerful.
1: Wow. I I like this anyways. I liked it even before because she mentioned prick.
2: Yeah. No, I care. I love it. It's so good. She was, like, one of the ones I was least excited about because she's a little, like, mousy, like, kind of like... Kinda like Stephanie Holman-ish in terms of like the baby voice and everything.
1: Yeah, her voice almost reminds me of like the little bits I've seen of like Real Hot Wives, that parody show that Casey Mm -hmm. Wilson and Danielle Schneider did. Her voice, her voice to me is like a parody of a housewife's voice.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I will say um, there's now that I know her last name is Rose. There's a lot of opportunity here next year for taglines. Oh yeah, Shits Creek. They were the roses. You can make some references there. Uh, like there's, a, there's a lot of places we can go.
2: There's a lot of places we can go. Right. Okay. Meredith Marks, a.k.a. Lisa Do- Lisa Barlow's Doppelganger. Um, mm. She says, Jealousy is a disease to which I say, get well soon.
1: Love this one, too. It might be a little insensitive in current times, but it's good.
2: Care. Love it. Love the delivery. There is like... uh an attitude. Mm-hmm. There's force. I love it. I care. Okay. Mary Cosby. I love God, but I will read you like a scripture. I care. I care.
1: I feel like we are on the verge with Mary Cosby <laughs> of something that is so chaotic, psychotic, something we've never before seen on our bravo tv screens. Mm-hmm. That's just like the gut feeling I get from her.
2: Uh I don't know if you've like tuned into any of what she is giving us, but she's taking a page from the Gretchen Rossi Christine uh Butte playbook of like QAnon? Of not QAnon, but the like the filtering yourself into oblivion where you are like uh, where you become a beautiful watercolor.
1: That is the exact kind of energy she gives off. Just like in every little clip I see of her, I know that her Instagram is crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then last but not least, Heather Gay. Just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm trying to blaze a new trail.
1: Sorry, Heather. We love you from what we've seen, but this is a not care. I know. This is a not care for me as well. And like, I think we've even given
2: her a queen before. Before we I know. Even, like laying eyes on her, really.
1: I know. She also like, to me, seems like the type, like it seems like she's already listening. Like mm. she might be listening to this. Okay. She's just like on top of like being a Bravo star. Like sure. she's like hanging out with Bronwyn. She's going to Dallas to hang out with Carrie Britt. She's like around in that way. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like she could be listening right now.
2: Yeah. I just feel like we've already gotten a lot of like, the pioneer talking points that I feel like I'm really getting beat over the head with it.
1: I know. It's almost like we're watching the pioneer woman.
2: Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, I got to say like this release two weeks out definitely is keeping the hype train alive for me.
1: I know they've also released so much like behind the scenes, footage and like that kind of stuff so they're definitely trying to build this into something i'm excited i've heard others might not be as excited but i feel like once we saw the trailer i'm like hyped yeah
2: yeah for sure okay and then i guess the last big thing going on the news is that we have two separate baby announcements congrats so so, uh first from people magazine this is regarding brandy redmond so Brandy and her husband, Brian Redmond are expecting their fourth child. The Dallas star announced on Friday night, a sweet photo of her family's little pumpkin patch depicted three pumpkins, which were decorated with the birth years of the couple's three children, alongside a fourth pumpkin, which had the year 2021 written on it. So Brandy wrote, We decorated pumpkins for our little pumpkin patch this afternoon. God works in mysterious ways, and we are so thankful for his grace and glory. You never know what his plan is, but we know he's got us in the palm of his hand. she added. We have so much to be thankful for this holiday season and thank everyone who offered their their love and support.
1: Okay, so Brandy and Brian have Brooklyn, Brinkley, and Bruin. Mm. What do you think this one's name is going to be?
2: Do we have there, – there's not a, a gender reveal here, right?
1: No, okay. but I will be upset – if they name their child Brendan.
2: What if she goes with Brandon instead? Are you okay with Good. that?
1: Good. Brand- Brandon is hate to say it, Brendan is better than Brandon. Mm. And this comes from somebody who I was called Brandon because I grew up in the South. Brendan is not a common name where I grew up in Georgia. Yeah. So, you know what it is? Brandon. Yeah, so I, I was get. always called Brandon, so I have a little bit of a chip on my soul shoulder about that name, so she is free to have it. Okay.
2: Great. So, <laughs> over in Vanderpump Valley, we have yet another baby Oh, Marina Del Rey,
1: slash I think she's now in Palm Springs.
2: Yeah. So, no, Palm Springs is where she was, like, hiding out. And then I think she moved somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, she, so she Sheena Shea wrote, it's all happening April 2021. We're ex- expecting our rainbow baby. Thank you, Clear Blue, for giving me the most amazing news of my life. Hashtag Clear Blue partner. Hashtag Clear Blue confirmed. A blue emoji. (laughs) And then then there was a link link in bio to her. I guess she's like a YouTuber these days. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like her... Good for her. Announcing this to everyone on the planet. The video is like pretty psycho, so... Do yourself a favor and go watch it.
1: Um, Interesting. How long has she been with this person? A so, year, right?
2: Yeah, she mentions, like, in the video that they are hearing the baby's heartbeat on their one-year anniversary.
1: Right, because, like, we found out about him during Bravo Con weekend, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I will say, she got the same... SpawnCon deal that um both malika and khadija got yeah the sisters from keeping up with the kardashians sure so i mean like if you're getting that like kardashian adjacent SpawnCon, good for you good for you
2: yeah um i don't even
1: remember like our cameras up right now <laughs> i don't think so yeah and now they're they're all pregnant yeah yeah. Except for Katie and Kristen. And our Ariana. Oh, and Ariana. I guess they're not all pregnant. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, shall we get to Potomac this week? We shall. Okay. So we're picking up from last week. We're going ring shopping with Giselle and Juan for Robin. And we have a budget in mind hmm We're looking to spend between eight and ten thousand dollars, which is like an interesting conversation to have in the midst of a twenty I'm I'm sorry, in the midst of a ninety thousand dollar tax bill.
1: I know. I thought it was a good look when he first looked at the fifty thousand dollar ring and he was like, Well, my budget is actually eight mm. to ten. I yeah. thought that was like a responsible thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: In the realm of this ring shopping, why don't we like jump to Robin and the family bowling together?
1: I love bowling. Oh yeah, you do love bowling. Do you, you like bowling?
2: I do like bowling. Um, I'm just like not great at it, but it's a fun activity.
1: Oh, I am actually. I'm actually pretty good. I one time won a. We did a company outing. Yeah. And it was a bowling competition. Yeah. And I won out of like forty people.
2: Yeah. I mean, there is a bowling alley like relatively close to where Alex and I moved. And I feel like we as a friend group were looking forward to that being like a popular hotspot for us. But then
1: COVID happens. Yeah. We did go one time before like before y'all even moved there. Yeah, exactly. Fun. Yeah. And we um, sent
2: we sent Jamie to Get us beers, and she came back with a picture of Bud Heavy.
1: Yeah, wow. <laughs> Her mind,
2: because she d- she doesn't know the difference.
1: <laughs> she knows. I. It was also like a very frustrating like experience to try to get anything from that concession stand. I feel like sure, 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 sure. Because the person manning it was also manning like the front desk. It was yeah. just like really complicated.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. So Robin and the fam are having fun bowling. So at first it seemed like it was just. Juan and the kids. But then we see Mm -hmm. that Robin's parents are also there. I know. And they didn't look particularly excited to be there.
1: Thrilled, right.
2: Yeah. And Robin goes to the bathroom. And Juan, with the kids, like, essentially laying on his lap, tell... Robin's parents that he is going to propose again to to Robin Mm -hmm. to which they were kind of just like, Oh good.
1: Yeah. So I heard Robin on a podcast where she talked about her parents and Juan's relationship with them. Yeah. And she said basically that like her parents viewed Juan as like, almost another child because of what Juan went through with his
2: parents. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like basically for people who don't know, Juan's parents both died of like AIDS related complications. Yeah. Like that stemmed from like their heroin use, I think Mm -hmm. Um, when he was a teenager. And so Robin and Juan have dated since high school. Yeah. So her parents kind of like took him under, their wings.
2: Yeah. I mean, what I just didn't love is, like, uh, that's fine for them to have, like, mixed feelings about this. But, like, in front of the, the grandkids. Right. Is not a great look.
1: Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> At least wait until, do what Giselle's dad did, and wait until you think the cameras are no longer on you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Talking to the
1: sound guy.
2: And then say what you got to say. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually glad we are keeping up with Monique because I love the Not For Lazy Moms podcast storyline arc.
1: It's, this is what it would be like if we ever tried to do a live podcast. Like no butts in the seats.
2: Oh my God. Just pulling people off the street. (laughs) Uh, she's, like, calling people the day before, uh, Robin's just kind of like, um, I'll think about it, (laughs) but Wendy kind of, like, let Monique have it over the phone.
1: I know, Wendy's, like, really holding on to, like, this thing with Monique, which, like, good for her, I guess. Um, how are you feeling about Wendy in general? Because I feel like she's a polarizing housewife.
2: Well, we talked about it last week a little bit with her, um... With her, what was it? The the sip and see. And I feel like Mm -hmm. this was another sort of Wendy-centric episode in which I loved her even more.
1: Yeah, but I think you're in the minority here.
2: So, okay. So I do think, I'll get to like the other reasons why I love her when we get to her event. But in terms of this, she's kind of doing like a good job of what Ramona wanted at least to do. Which is like, just like stick up for me. Like I brought you onto the show. Right. like, Like... Stick up for me for, <laughs> for, like, the dynamics of what you were brought here to do.
1: Right, be a soldier.
2: But, like, she's being a soldier, but I don't think she's being, like, a blind soldier. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, she's supporting her friend, but I don't think she's, like, saying unreasonable things.
1: Right, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. Agree. Um. So, she invites Ashley and Karen... Karen texts her at, like, 6.30 in the morning. (laughs) Saying, like, she's too sick to come.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Poor Ashley.
2: (laughs) Having to go by herself and sit with, like, the fans. (laughs) I mean, this event seemed really sad.
1: Which is, like, it's just surprising to me. Because I thought that, like, Monique had an army, you know? Well, she kind of, like...
2: In terms of, like, the the production had a whole army, like, a whole backroom of everyone, like, sitting and planning and, like, talking. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, like, I don't love Chris being part of this.
1: Right. Yeah, like, get away.
2: It it feels, like, weird to me.
1: You know who was a part of that? Um, Riley Knox, who is the premier Beyonce impersonator who you've seen in the You Need to Calm Down Taylor Swift video. And I
2: think she's also the person that, like, Candace got in trouble for saying some, like, offensive
1: things about. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Now it makes sense that she's connected to Monique. Yes, yes. Wow.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So this, so it was interesting during the pre-production, like, whoever was the person who was out asking audience questions... Mm -hmm. Like pre-show, Monique's like I don't want to talk about the, the fight, and then mm-hmm. and then her like a, her whatever she was assistant or part of like this MC or MC whatever asks about it,
1: like the first thing, yeah. like crazy. It was beautiful.
2: Yeah, there were there were just like a lot of empty seats in the house. Um, it was not a great showing for NFL moms, but I gotta say. Remember like a few weeks ago, maybe when uh Sarah from Andy's Girls was on here when we were talking about the podcast and how mm-hmm. Monique had not recorded anything since last
1: year. Has she started it back up? Yeah, season three is here, baby. Interesting. Why don't we have seasons?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Why don't we have seasons, Brendan? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. So I
2: but like what's what doesn't make sense to me is like how do you not kick that off like in line with Potomac coming back?
1: Right. Yeah, that's stupid.
2: Like you're waiting for half the season to be over for you to like jump, to re-jumpstart the podcast?
1: Especially a season where like you end up looking really bad and like potentially might not be on this show anymore? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so... We're prepping for the wine with Wendy event. Love and, it, and like when he's at home, and we delve into like <laughs> some crazy territory with Wendy giving the two older boys droppers of breast milk.
1: Yeah, I don't get it, mm-hmm. but that's all. That's it.
2: <laughs> I mean, to me, what's interesting is like this feels like something Monique would do.
1: Right, because it's like Monique's obsessed with like these kind of like new age.
2: Yeah. Alternative.
1: Mobbing. Yeah, alternative.
2: Stuff, yeah, yeah. Um. So before we get to Wine with Wendy, we did get a quick scene with Pastor Jamal and Giselle. In the car. In the car. Um, I got to say, I, I just don't see it.
1: I that's exactly what I thought too. I don't see it at all. Like, what are we doing here? Like Giselle is like such a star mm-hmm. in like so many ways. And like she, this pastor guy is just like, eh.
2: What's interesting is that like, w- we are seeing so much of Giselle between Bravo's chat room. And she was on, um, watch what happens live after this episode with Ashley. Mm-hmm. And like, She's still putting on the Jamal show.
1: I know. One thing about that, I wish she would change up her background, like her Zoom background. I, I want
2: to get out of the basement. like
1: Yeah, like we're in the basement in front of that like stone fireplace. It's not very Giselle. Let's go to another location in the house.
2: And like the funny thing is it's probably not the basement, but it just, I just feel like I'm in the basement.
1: Well, yeah, because there's that staircase coming down. Yeah. Um, I also feel like... The women of the chat room should, like, have a heart-to-heart with Giselle and be like, hey, maybe, first of all, Giselle, we have two points. Move your Zoom location, background, and then let's talk about the pastor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it working? <laughs> and I'm sure has heard things from the streets of Atlanta, too. Sure. She's, like, she's in the same town as Jamal. And it's like, we're in a long-distance relationship for how long? Like, what's going on? Are you going to move to Atlanta, Giselle? Because, like, you we would take you on Real Housewives of Atlanta, obviously. Yeah. But, like, you're a star here.
2: Yeah. I did also want to bring up, when Giselle was on Watch Records Live, she talked about the Cynthia wedding.
1: Oh, yeah. And how she left early because no one was, like, following any COVID rules. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was interesting for us to finally, like, talk about this outside of the, like, Bravo social media, like, PR.
1: Um, (laughs) Dan, you've been so obsessed with the rollout of Cynthia's wedding on BravoTV.com and its social
2: platforms. I mean it just it like drives me crazy and like we're going to get to something similar to this later but like it just truly drives me crazy and I'm like are we going to talk about this as if like this is normal and fine like during the show during the reunion like Mhm. Am I going to just be living in an alternate universe? But the way that that Andy was talking about it with um Giselle made it seem like Andy had like some thoughts and feelings about it.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And can I also say that speaking of that Watch what Happens Live episode, it was great to see two housewives from the same city together. Yeah. Only because, like, I don't usually like that dynamic in studio for the most part, but these Zooms are awkward. So if you have, have like, a housewife and then, like, some random person from some random scripted TV show, yeah. the dynamic is off. Yeah. So. That episode of Watch What Happens Live smooth like went so much more smoothly yeah. because the two guests knew each other.
2: And throughout Watch What Happens Live at home and now like back in the studio, but with the guests at home, we've had very little double housewife episodes. Right. Which I hate. Like I I my favorite episodes are two housewives, two different cities, or like even two of the same city. It's just mm-hmm. fun for me. Um but yeah, so... Yeah,
1: I love the two different cities, because...
2: You just never know what you're going to get. I know. And that's like, isn't that how ZMLS and Ramona became friends? Or now? Am I dreaming this up?
1: I think maybe. Maybe. Or did they become friends through that lip sync show? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, but back to Wine with Wendy. So, like... It was interesting having two different events thrown by a housewife, and the mm-hmm. Wendy ones felt like more.
1: It felt more attended, first of all. But like it was, and it like it was probably a smaller venue. Right, it was a smaller room for sure, but um, there were actual like multiple housewives there instead of just Ashley in the audience. Yeah, I
2: mean the, the Monique thing like felt like a meet and greet almost.
1: Yeah, and the Monique thing also felt like Monique had to cast her own cast of characters to be there. Yeah. In order to like have anyone there. Like because none of the other women came.
2: Exactly. Um but I love the conversation we were having in the room. Mm-hmm. Like talking about um it's like so perfectly timed in terms of talking about voting and right. uh you know, politics and representation and from your, like, politicians and Mm -hmm. what you want from them. I loved it. And I feel like everyone was impressed by it.
1: Yeah, I think maybe not, like, Karen as much. Yeah, only because Karen,
2: like, is holding the grudge.
1: Yeah, she has the grudge against Wendy. But, yeah, it was enjoyable.
2: Yeah. And then we have Karen taking Candace downstairs.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. To the basement to be with Giselle. To,
2: to the basement to shoot. private chat room. Uh, to talk about how powerful her mind is. And her mouth. <laughs> when she said, Candace, you have a powerful mind. I was like on the floor.
1: <laughs> it's literally something trolly you would say. Yeah.
2: Um, but I do think like. Karen has not played the I'm trying to hear out all sides argument. Well, Mm -hmm. she's supporting Monique so much, but like she said, one I think one of the most inflammatory things, which is saying like, I would press charges if I were you. Right. Like Giselle and Robin and Wendy were not suggesting that from what anyone is saying.
1: I know, and it's, like, that's also, like, another bridge as far as, like, how the show views legal action taken from housewife to housewife, right? Yeah. It's, like, I'm sure Bravo was not happy that, like, Karen suggested that, right?
2: I mean, I feel like this used to come up a whole lot more, and then there was, like, stuff in the contract
1: about how you can't sue each other. Mm-mm. Well, it was after it was after the whole Russell Armstrong of it all.
2: hmm yeah, yeah, they were all trying to sue each other back then. Mm-hmm. But I think that even spilled over into like OC. What, wasn't there like stuff with Tamra?
1: Jim Edmonds didn't Jim Edmonds sue Tamra and Heather McDonalds? I
2: are, I think you're thinking of Jim Bellino.
1: Oh yeah, Jim Bellino. But
2: they were off the show at that point. Um. Yeah, it's like it ruins the fun when we're all suing each other.
1: Right, yeah, but I also there's like the line of like assault being a different, sure, a different thing than just like talking shit or whatever. But
2: it, it does sound like there's a whole lot more to discuss in the future, which will probably come up during the reunion of like threatening a civil lawsuit and then like going down the criminal route when it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. you're going to get your way with a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Um,
1: the reunion's being filmed soon, and I'm so interested to see the setup. Is it gonna be in the rounds like Rony?
2: Are I mean is Andy gonna travel?
1: I wonder. I mean, like, he's traveled during COVID. Like he went to LA at one point to do a project. Yeah. So
2: But also, like, we are we're we are taking a turn in COVID. Not not the way the president <laughs> seems to be saying, like, I do think things are gonna like rapidly be changing in the next few weeks, possibly.
1: God. It's March again.
2: <laughs> it's some March madness. Um, I guess the only other big thing from this episode was Ashley telling Monique about the fact that, like that Karen kind of betrayed her. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see like, are we gonna get anything more between Monique and Karen? Like, I don't remember much more in terms of like monique scenes from the mid-season
1: mm-hmm. there was like stuff at the very beginning but the midseason trailer also like i think we've seen all the monique stuff that was in the midseason. yeah
2: there was like the pastor stuff and then there's the sit down with ashley like i don't remember much else yeah yeah so tbd on that one all right well why don't we take a quick break and we'll be back And we are back with another psychotic episode of OC.
1: Yeah, like, the vibes this season are totally different because we don't have Tamara and Vicky in the picture. And it, like, feels like the show's trying to find itself again. But, like, it's interesting to watch, in my opinion.
2: I mean, Tamara is looming in the shadows. It's funny because she actually released a statement this week. And she kind of dragged... Shannon down into the mud by saying Shannon like was screaming at the producers of how, how is Bronwyn going to have like this sober storyline? Like she's on housewives. She needs to drink, blah, blah, blah. Oh God. Which is wild.
1: It's wild. Also just because like thinking back in the past, like I think of like our Jill Zarin's and like others, like it didn't always used to need to be like, so alcohol fueled.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think, do we have anyone who's sober on other in other cities?
1: Well, Kim Richards, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and it, like Beverly Hills just Beverly Hills in general, just like they're not heavy drinkers. And when they pretend that they do, it's all staged. You know, my conspiracy theories about like their wild nights out.
2: Sure. I feel like even like Jersey doesn't drink that much.
1: Sober, I mean, sober Marge.
2: Sober Marge, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, I, I was trying to like land on someone, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And Dolores, pretty much. I mean, Dolores will have a drink. Yeah, but I mean, she's even not...
2: even Marge, I don't think is like sticking to one hundred percent sobriety. I think she has like right. a single drink once a season.
1: Yeah, like she did participate in that, like tequila tasting they did on vacation or like some sort of tasting they did in a hotel room. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. That's when like Marge made the joke about Teresa only liking like young men. Yeah, 20 year olds or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess my theory last week of them hiding Kelly didn't play out so much because we did get like that whole scene of her walking around her new rental
1: And it was, like, a scene designed to make her look really good, too. So. Yeah. It was, like, her talking about, like, doing all these things moving and, like. For Jolie. For Jolie marrying Rick to show, like, a good relationship for Jolie. So it was definitely, like, attempting to put Kelly in a good light.
2: Yeah. Although, in preview for next week, we're going back to a bad light for Kelly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like anytime she's around the other women, it's uh, she just behaves badly in oh, general, yeah. it feels. I mean,
2: the, the big dick daddy thing with Shannon's dad was cring- cringy. Is this our
1: first time meeting Shannon's dad?
2: I, he doesn't feel familiar to me, and he seems like a nice older gentleman.
1: His wife is like gorgeous. Oh, was
2: that a wife or a girlfriend? I, I. Wasn't paying too close attention.
1: Oh, maybe girlfriend. His significant other. Yeah. Gorgeous. And as we found out, is only a few years older than Shannon. Yeah, like a peer. She looks like... She gives me like Kathy Hilton vibes. Huh. In a way. Like her face.
2: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So we are seeing like just so much of the ins and outs of Bronwyn's life. Like we Mm -hmm. are in the bedroom, her, that dinner with the kids and Sean was stressing me out.
1: Yeah. Like going around and like hearing from each of the kids. And then I was like trying to figure out which is the one kid that like, isn't into Bronwyn right now. Rowan, right? Yeah. Rowan was the one who basically was like dragging her mom. Like you can't even get through a sentence.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's hard to even when they're all on screen together to see how many are present.
1: How many are there in general? I think there are seven children. That's, I'm too much. There's my, there's the the
2: three older ones. I think I have like my head wrapped around. It's the four younger ones that I don't even know, like anything differentiating them other than like the, the youngest one is Hazel. I think. Like the baby mm, baby?
1: Behind these hazel eyes. Yeah. Um, I say go for four kids. And I, I'm biased coming from, I think three to four is the perfect oh, wow. amount because there's always somebody you can go to if you're not like vibing with the other one, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was a a proponent of three until like, the reality is coming uh closer and closer for me.
1: Right. Well, you also like bought a house where like two children would be ideal.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um But put some bunk beds up. I know. I mean if Gina and her boyfriend <laughs> could do it and like essentially close to the same square footage, why can't I? Yeah. Um I so like <laughs> It's funny how like it's the world against Bronwyn right now, and like, I am very engaged in Bronwyn's journey, but like she is not doing herself favors in like her fights against people.
1: Yeah, like she she's being messier than she needs to be right now.
2: Like, she she shouldn't like. I like I don't know why she has this campaign against Gina. I guess because like Gina is talking about the text message from Sean. So that's why mm-hmm. she has a campaign.
1: What did you think about that text message, by the way? I mean, it seemed flirty to me, you know? It's definitely, like... It's definitely flirty, 100%. I just, like... For it to be a storyline... Mm-hmm. Is, like, eh. I don't know.
2: But, like, okay, so... It's, like, fucked up for... Bronwyn and Shannon to be like joking about um, Gina's like situation. Yeah. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, I like, I don't think it's so bad for them to be saying that behind her back, but then like Bronwyn, you don't have to go and tell everyone that you and Shannon are talking about Gina's small home.
1: Yeah. And my problem with like Bronwyn is just, she's, she's just being combative at every turn this season. And it's like, don't you want to like have a friendship with someone that people can root for if you're on this show? Like I would have enjoyed to see Shannon and Bronwyn's friendship. I mean, though you can tell like going back to what Tamara, I guess has posted about Shannon. You can tell that like Shannon is having a difficult time maneuvering, knowing the news about Bronwyn's sobriety.
2: Yeah. I feel like Shannon's having a difficult time. Not having the Amigas.
1: Right. And, like, even her scenes with um, John this season have seemed, like, a little forced. Like, when she was making dinner, it just, like, there was, like, awkward energy in the air. And he seems like a a nice guy. I mean, his eyebrows are a little light-colored, so he (laughs) looks interesting. But, like, he's still hot.
2: I feel like Shannon when she's doing these family scenes or solo scenes more so than when she's with the other women feels like she needs to perform.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wonder what his kids think of her. Cause they're older. Yeah. They're teens.
2: No, they're or like
1: twenties. Yeah. Twenties. Yeah. I forgot that they were doing shots in here.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the only other thing is like, where do we land on Elizabeth Vargas?
1: Um, I think that she is a housewife like no other we've <sighs> seen. And I'm interested in seeing her journey. She kind of feels
2: like if you combined Sutton and uh, Jennifer Tilly.
1: Oh, I see that a little bit. I was thinking more when you mentioned Sutton, I was like maybe Sutton and Gina Keo. She's got like there's like a a gruff energy. A gruff Gina Keo energy happening around Elizabeth Vargas, who by the way is launching or has launched Vargas Vodka. Okay. And she is on Watch What Happens Live tonight as we record this and she's doing the she's pulling a classic Bethany I saw from the preview and has the bottles lined up behind her. And then her cocktail glass, <laughs> which is on camera has the logo of the Vargas vodka.
2: I can't wait for the morning after this all airs for skinny girl to announce bankruptcy in light of Vargas. I vodka. know. Yeah. Skinny um,
1: girl is over. I, my mission now is to get my hands on, some Vargas vodka. And if I can find a way to order it, I will order both you and I a bottle and we can try it on air.
2: Oh my God. Wow. Okay. I guess the only other thing about OC really is the New York times article that was published this week.
1: Yeah. So there was a New York times article that came out. Um, what was the headline of that article? Let me read it. It was, watch what happens when real housewives don't wear masks. And it went into the research behind public health behavior of reality stars and influencers and how that can affect viewers. And a big, a big focus of that article was Kelly Dodd's behavior Um, during COVID-19. Yeah. And this came, this article came close to being our one true queen of the week, but didn't quite make the cut because something came up last minute. Yeah. But it's worth reading. It's really interesting just about like how, I guess it's like the classic like representation matters. What you see represented on screen. Yeah. Like affects how you think about things.
2: Well, I guess like one of the major takeaways is like the difference between watching how these people are behaving versus a celebrity who's in a movie or a television show.
1: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. So check that out on New York times. Um, but let's get over to the freak of the week and the one shoe queen. Dan, who is our freak? Oh my God. <laughs> so much like the Cynthia Bailey wedding, the Kim Kardashian 40th birthday extravaganza to a private private island is like making my head spin.
1: Right. What was Kim's tweet?
2: Oh my god. It well it was a whole like um a thread, and I'm sure everyone has seen it by now. But it was essentially like um so after weeks of medical tests medical tests and quarantining and all the precautions I was able to fly out my closest friends and family to, like, a private island to celebrate my 40th birthday and, like, get to feel, like, for a brief moment that things are normal and blah, 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 blah.
1: (laughs) It's also, like, that's well and good, like, whatever. It's just obviously so tone-deaf in a lot of ways. But, like, think about, like, the Kardashian lifestyle. So, like, you're not just flying out your friends and family. Like, there have to be people involved who are, like, assisting you. Like, yeah. assistants, chefs, staff, bartenders, cleaning. staff, yeah. like, all those types of people who all have their own lives and their own family, those people are affected. Unless you're actually going to a private island... You're showing up. No one's there. You're, like, opening all the homes by yourself. Like, Chris is in the kitchen cooking every meal. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. I mean, but it's also, like, I think a lot of the conversation about this online is she could have done this. and, And not posted. And not posted and, like, lived her happy life. And, like, this is difficult for people to digest who either, like, have had COVID directly affect their loved ones or are making like serious life altering choices and how they behave in order to like Mm -hmm. try to be safe. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well happy 40th, Kim.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's literally, there's literally people who have to say goodbye to like their loved ones on the phone for the last time because their loved one is going into the ICU and is dying. Yeah. So it's like, Read the fucking room, Kim. Yeah.
2: <sighs> so let's move on to that and celebrate our one true queen.
1: So this, like I said, came late in the game. And I don't know if you're watching The Masked Singer this season. I'm not watching, but yeah, I'm no. always interested to see who is unmasked because I think it's fascinating. I think the guesses are fascinating. So actually, I think we talked about, on an earlier episode, yeah. The Lips – Because the lips had been rumored to be Lisa Rinna. Yes. And there were, like, enough clues that it could have been Lisa Rinna as the lips. But tonight we found out that the lips on the Masked Singer was Wendy Williams.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, she's had sort of, like, a rough week. Um, There's, like, a lot of conversation around her and, like, her behavior on air over the course of the past week. Which we're not going to get into, like, the depths Mm -hmm. of that. But it was she seemed to have been having fun doing this thing with a mass singer. Like her singing is, if I w- was a participant on the mass singer, how I would have sounded.
1: Dan, can you drop a clip of her singing right here?:
2: Sure. Yeah! little vamping. I mean, these are some iconic vocals, something that I, I can only aspire to.
1: As a native New Yorker, it's just like so, <laughs> so unwell and so perfect in exactly what we need this so, week going into the election.
2: Oh. I, I'm only assuming that this was the season premiere, because like, number one, you could tell the moment she starts singing that it's her.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's not the season premiere.
2: Oh, but it's like her first episode.
1: I don't think so. It's been going on for a while, I think. I don't... And we've known about the lips for a while. They've already... It's been on for weeks. I know, but... There's been other people who've been unveiled before her. But the way that they do it is that they, like,
2: compete, like, early in the season. They compete in different groups. So, like,
1: you might not think... Well, no, I think the vocals... I think everyone does a final performance once they're unveiled before they leave. So I think we're hearing her vocals for the first time without the filter.
2: Oh.
1: I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, this might be like a fan fiction in your brain. In your brain but um, I mean, the only other thing that's like really funny was like, I was like, Brendan, when was this filmed? Because there's audience shots that I was like, am I in an- on another planet?
1: It was definitely filmed like with COVID restrictions and that audience is like Past audience footage.
2: I like, I love that they did that.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, I heard they were initially going to do what a lot of talk shows have been doing and like have people on screens, but like that's not as fun as like a fake audience.
2: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) I think that's it for this week. Uh, As we said in the top of the show, election is just a week away. Hopefully, we're not recording an episode like we did um, four years ago where we. Sound very depressed. Uh so get Is, out there and vote.
1: Do we have to record an episode if the outcomes bad?
2: No. If if you don't hear from us, you know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so yeah, besides that, you could check out come through queen.com. It's your one-stop shop with links to um the Come Through Queen Instagram, our Patreon, which has our weekly pre-show. Um As well as merch, Twitter accounts, everything you need. Everything. Yeah. So, what are we saying?
1: You say like, comment, subscribe, and then... (laughs) Can you leave this in? So,
2: like, comment, subscribe. Heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please, retweet. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: See Come through Queen